Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about Joe Biden choosing his cabinet members. But how exactly does the cabinet process work? The Constitution in Article 2, Section 2, says the President shall nominate and by with the other advice and consent of the Senate, shall appoint ambassadors, other public ministers and councils, judges of the Supreme Court, and all other officers of the United States, whose appointees are not herein otherwise provided for. So, pretty much what that means is that the appointment clause allows the president to make nominations for appointed positions like cabinet officers, but the Senate controls the process. This method has been used since the first Congress, when President George Washington nominated Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, and Henry Knox to his first cabinet. The Senate approved the nominations by a simple majority vote. Since then, the Senate has been the gatekeeper of cabinet approvals. So because getting rejected is rare, the first high-profile cabinet rejection by the Senate was in 1834, when President Jackson lost a fight to get Attorney General Roger Taney named as Treasury Secretary. The Senate rejected Taney's nomination by an 18-20 to vote, but a determined Jackson was able to get Taney appointed as the Supreme Court's Chief Justice in 1835 when his Democratic Party had a slim Senate majority. After Taney's rejection... Senate records show that only nine cabinet nominees have been rejected once their nomination made it to a full floor vote. Okay, so now that we know about how the cabinet works, how does Biden's cabinet look? I heard that after recent events, he's looking to diversify his cabinet a bit more. Yeah, he is. Um, I heard that he's looking at people like Janet Yellen as the first female Treasury Secretary, and... General Lloyd Austin as the first Black Secretary of Defense. I did hear that as well, but I also heard he's still getting a lot of criticism for not diversifying his cabinet enough, which I found is interesting. He's gotten a lot of pushback from lawmakers and activists of color who feel that his administration has too many white people still in male faces in positions of power, which I think is interesting because I feel like there's still time for him to change and like go back on his promise that he is going to diversify his cabinet. Well, I do think it's important that Biden picks people of different races. I don't think it should be his main reason for selecting his cabinet members. I think it's important that he picks people with good experience and know-how rather than just based on race to please other officials. I definitely agree. Um, so the first example of this would be um, the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken. He, although is a white char- uh, white male character, he's a longtime Biden aide and a key member of the campaign. He is considered a moderate, so that's good, and also regarded as foreign diplomat. And um, also is friendly with the Republicans in the Senate where he has often been able to seek confirmation. I think that's good that he's a moderate. Someone that's in the middle will probably look good to both political parties on either side. And I think if he has a lot of experience, that's good. Um, Even though he's not really diversifying the cabinet, I think him having a lot of experience is definitely good in that role. I'm not sure if he's doing this, but I think it would actually be a good idea for Biden to have Republicans in his cabinet just so he gets more of the other side. Because the country is so split, it'd be a I good agree. idea to get True. as much diversification as possible. I agree. I think steps like that could definitely help ease the divide a little bit between the U.S. right now. 
Up next would be um, a possible UN ambassador, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, who is a lady of color. She has spent 35 years in the Foreign Service, including ambassador to Liberia and sec- assistant secretary of state for African Affairs. She's one of the most prominent black female diplomats in Washington. And um, she's very import- she could be very important because she can pr- provide Biden valuable advice as he seeks to rebuild moral- morale uh, among U.S. diplomats who have often felt cut under the Trump administration. So the last cabinet member we are going to talk about is the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Marcia Fox. She's a Cleveland congresswoman and will be the second black woman to hold the cabinet post. She'll play a key role in the incoming administration's response to the COVID pandemic, which has caused millions of people to fall behind on their rent and mortgage payments. I think that's super important as the pandemic has caused a massive issue with economics for everyone personally with rent and mortgage payments and everything in general. That's super important to have someone in that role that can help solve those issues. Overall, I believe Biden's cabinet looks like it's in really good shape and I'm not quite sure where all the um, ideas of lack of diversity are since I see a lot of um, good representation like Marcia Marcia Fudge. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, I don't know why anyone would have any complaints. Right now, it looks like Biden has picked a large amount of women and people of color but that might just be me. I agree as well. But all right, thank you for joining us for this episode of KBF Podcast.